Welcome to the Audit Bus Thinking of Dashavua. In this podcast, we'll discuss interesting new ideas and insights on Dafa Shavua that hopefully you haven't seen anywhere else. They are a springboard for thinking, for discussion, in new approaches, new insights that perhaps you have not paid attention when you learned it. And this is a short five to seven minute weekly podcast. And uh, we, I hope to just bring you ideas and horrors that they would lead to a further discussion. On Ivomis, Lamed Hayamud base, we have the famous Machloikis, Itmar, Choyles Lemu Beres Vipila. It's Machloket Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lokish. Right? If it's Tricha Chalitza Minachin, Oina Tricha Chalitza Minachin. The Gemara goes to explain Rabbi Yochanan Omar, Eina Tricha Chalitza Minachin, because Chalitza Muberish Machalitza and Bias Muberish Mabia. Rish Lokish holds Tricha Chalitza Minachin, because Chalitza Muberish Lush Machalitza and Bias Muberish Lush Mabia. Now, so in Hebrew. Now the Gemara turns into Torah for some reason. We saw this Swara, and then we saw an explanation. The first question is why does the Gemara change from Hebrew to Aramaic? That's number one. Number two, interesting, when the Gemara discusses it's a stum. The Gemara doesn't have anybody asking the question. The Gemara anonymously asks the question. And I think it's important that when we learn the sugya, there are three basic components in the sugya. The divri hatanoim, which are brises, mishnayis, many of them are part of the tosefta. Then you have divri haimuroim. The divri haimuroim are attributed. You know what they say. They're very terse. And for the most part, not always, it's in Hebrew. But they're always attributed and make sense, right? Because the halacha is defined by the person who says it. But the vast majority of the Bavli is called the Stam. The Stam is the anonymous part of the Gemara, which is in Aramaic. By nature, is discursive, right? It's a shakla vitaria. It's tentative. And clearly, they are defining words which are very clear signs of the storm of the Gemara. I think that in this podcast, we'll focus to see that there is an importance to distinguish what are the Divrei Moroi and what's the Stam, because the Stam, as you'll see, we have to understand who is the Stam, who wrote or who created the Stam, how did it come about, why is it anonymous, what is the authority, what happens if there's a machloikis between the Stam and the Moroim, how do we pass him? Those issues we discuss, and it's important to define and to first analyze of who says what. Clearly, one of the first signs is the change in language. Clearly, the Gemara has in, our, in Hebrew, Rabbi Yochanan and Rish Lokish, with their explanation, and that is the first now, as you'll see, and if you are interested in going into more detail, you could go to arybergman.com into a series which is called The Formation of the Bavli, and it's a five-part series. But I think it's clear that the Bavli are basically two works. The Bavli was, according to the Shita Sagioinim, which is Rabshira Goin and 
the vast majority of Geonim, the Bavrios oral all the way to the, eight, to the end of the 8th century, beginning of the 9th century. So the Bavrios transmitted orally, and the oral Bavrios divided into two. There was one component, which is Divre Hamoroim, which is the, the, the Talmud or the Gemara, as it was established by perhaps Ravashi, which is called Sof Hoiro. And these are the Divre Hamoroim, and it's the Hoiro of the Hamoroim. And then there is the interpretation that evolved over time, and that interpretation is the Stoma, the Gemara. Machloikis are showing him, as you'll see, who, who, at what year and when was it established? We, we know the reef holds that the Stoma, the Gemara, is much later than the Vremoroim. That's why if you have a Machloikis between the Stam and the Moroim, you pass them like the Stam, because it's called Basro. That's the Raif in Hulin. And the Stoma is the interpretation, is the earlier interpretation of the Divrei Haimoroim. And that was done when the Talmud was orally by the Rosh Hashivas or the Gyoinim who came to explain the Gemara. So here's very simple. You had in the original Talmud, in the one that was memorized verbatim, which is called, we are going to call it the Proto-Talmud, the Machloikis Rebbechner Shlokish, which was very terse, very clear, very defined, and it's kept in Hebrew. Machloikis Rebbechner Shlokish. Then there was the interpretation. What's the Machloikis based on? So there are two ways of explaining it. Is Beitai Makro, Beitai Maswara. Kamipalgi, it's a very, very clear sign of the beginning of the work of the Stam. And that's why you have Vibaisimasvor, Vibaisimakro, and it's Naramaic. And then you could explain also the next part of the Gemara. Isiver Abiyochan Rishlokish. Abiyochan asks a question to Rishlokish. How does he deal with our Mishnah? And the question is also Naramaic. How is it? And the Gemara gives a terror. And the Ika de Amrei from the same Mishnah has the opposite. Instead of Rabbi Yochan asking to Rish Lokish, Rish Lokish is asking from a Duke to Rabbi Yochanan. You see where Rish Lokish Rabbi Yochanan. So it's interesting, from the same Mishnah, one Rabbi Yochanan has a Raya and a Kasha to Rish Lokish, and the same Mishnah is Rish Lokish's Kasha to Rabbi Yochanan. And it's in Aramaic. Okay, and the question is, why is it in Aramaic? And funny enough that the two Ibai Seimas, right, the two ways of the Kashas, either Rabbi Yochanan asked to Reish Lokish, or Reish Lokish asked to Rabbi Yochanan, Ika de Amri, even though both questions are right, and one is, the both Kashas are from the same Mishnah, only one is Rabbi Yochanan asking to Reish Lokish, and the Ika de Gramri is Reish Lokish asking to Rabbi Yochanan. But once you understand the Stam, this is how the Stam is explaining the Machlekes. That Rabbi Yochanan presented his idea to Rish Lokish from the Mishnah, because that's how he understood the Mishnah. So it doesn't mean that Rish Lokish, Rabbi Yochanan actually asked Rish Lokish, but his Psak means that Rabbi Yochanan had a problem with the Mishnah to Rish Lokish, and Rish Lokish would have to explain the Mishnah in way B. And the Ika de Amri says, how do we explain the other side of the Machloikes? How did Rish Lokish get from the Mishnah his idea? And that's why 
was it why he argued with Rabbi Yochanan? Why this was a problem with Rabbi Yochanan? Rabbi Yochanan had to deal with it. In other words, the fact is in Aramaic, perhaps, it's perhaps. Rabbi Yochanan Shlokish and the two Ikadamris, because it appears to be the two Ikadamris are mutually exclusive. And why do they have to be exclusive? Both of them are valid questions. So why can't you say that Isivi Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish and Isivi Rishlokish Rabbi Yochanan? And it's all the same Mishnah. Because this is just the interpretation of the Machloikis Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish and to see how it came out of the Mishnah. And therefore, it becomes Ikadamri, meaning different ways of explaining, because those interpretations actually led to the Machloikis with Rabbi Yochanan Rishlokish. And Mr. Shem did the following weeks to apply this methodology. And again, if you're interested in getting more details, Go to AriBergman.com, and there's a five-part series on the Bible. It's coming out of the book, Imer Hashem, in February, that will deal with these ideas and how the Rishonim, various Rishonim, dealt with the difference between the Stam and the Divri Amoroim. And I think that once you see that, it becomes very easy to remember the Gemara, more important, it becomes very easy to understand the Shakla Vitaria and the dynamic of the discussion.